COVID-19. What about us? A spotlight on direct provision. There has been calls for the system of direct provision to be abolished. With over 7,000 people living in 47 centres nationwide, including 559 people availing of direct provision accommodation in five centres in the southeast, government published a document on ending direct provision in Ireland on February this year called the White Paper. Siobhan McGee is Chief Executive of ActionAid Ireland. I asked her, what is the white paper? It calls for an overhaul of the system and and making some very particular changes around what people's rights would be compared to what they have now uh, within the system. And one of the most important ones would be around around the right to work, but also that people's claims should be heard in a a much quicker fashion so that they're not waiting in limbo as they currently are for, for those very long periods of time. It's proposing that people, while they wait, would have their own accommodation, that families would be able to live on their own in own-door accommodation, which would be another progression that we would really welcome. There's a variety of changes that are in there. Anyone has the right to seek asylum from persecution under various you know, criteria, UN criteria, um, to seek asylum in another country, and to have that case heard reasonably quickly and adjudicated on. Published by the Department of Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth on the 26th of February 2021, the White Paper aims to end direct provision in Ireland by 2024. Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Roderick O'Gorman, outlines what is expected to be achieved in three years. We really want to move completely away from the use of emergency accommodation. That's something I think in the last three years sprung up, particularly as a response to the sudden dramatic increase in number of new new applicants. Um, But later this year, we'll be undertaking a full public procurement process. And I think the focus will be on the suitability of accommodation, not just on price, which I think for too long was the the, the focus of of, um, procurement processes in terms of new direct provision uh, accommodation. And we'll be particularly looking at the focus of child-friendly accommodation to allow children and parents who are in the direct uh, provision uh, system to be able to live somewhat more normal a family life. Following a report in 2020 by the Ombudsman for Children's Office highlighting the views and experiences of children living in direct provision accommodation of life in Ireland. Minister O'Gorman has implemented steps to accommodate some of the findings which found that some centres in Ireland did not have staff that were vetted to work with children. So the first of these is the implementation of vulnerability assessments. And in the coming months, we will continue to refine this process. We will be bringing in more people to and train social workers to undertake this process. And it is a a process that will continue to bed down. And I think that is a significant uh, change in terms of our ability to assess what are the needs of uh, new applicants in the system. We're also, in light of the report, addressing the relationship between IPAS and TUSLA, which was one of the areas that was most heavily criticised by the Ombudsman. And in response to this, IPAS will work with TUSLA during 2021 to develop interagency protocols and operating procedures that will support the sharing of case information between TUSLA and IPAS and to track and monitor referrals and cases from the beginning. I think in addition to this, there is ongoing work to finalise arrangements for HICWA to inspect permanent centres during the transitional period up to 2024. 
Over the course of this docu-series, we heard about the living conditions people face while living in direct provision centres, how COVID-19 has impacted an already difficult time for asylum seekers, how children and families manage a day-to-day life in direct provision and some cases of backlash towards the system. But more importantly, we heard the voices of asylum seekers living in direct provision centres in the southeast. Do they think the system should be abolished? The white paper, it is going to work. It has got to be evaluated later, after a couple of years. And it definitely is going to be improved at that time. Because it's not working. It's, 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 it's inhuman. Very big effects on the mental health of the asylum seekers. Like, right now, as I speak, there are more than 1,000 refugees who have received their statuses and they're still living direct provincial centers. They can't move out. Not so much because of lack of houses, but because their mental health has been affected to the extent that they don't have the self-esteem, they don't have the confidence to move out and seek employment and look for houses. COVID-19. What about us? A spotlight on direct provision.